Are you from Des Moines? I didn't even know that. I'm from West Des Moines. And did you go to West Des Moines Valley? Yeah. Oh. What? No, do not. <laughs> do not. Okay. <laughs> I... Welcome to the Flavorcast, a podcast exclusively covering Ben and Jerry's. I'm Elijah, alongside Brillianne and Jacob. Hi. Hello. We're Ben and Jerry's fanatics on a quest to try every flavor. Each week on the podcast, we bust out a new pint to review in real time before memorializing a flavor since sent to the flavor graveyard. We try to give you context and history surrounding the flavors we cover and give you the latest scoop on upcoming flavors to look forward to. Now, let's get chunky. Welcome to the Flavorcast. Nothing's gonna go wrong this week, by God. Everything's gonna work out just fine. It's another great week here at the Flavorcast uh, Incorporated.org, and we're ready. And this week, it's cool because we have the newest flavor that Ben and Jerry's has put out, and we've actually had availability to this flavor in record time. It's really exciting. What are we doing this week, Brillianne? We are doing the flavor Change is Brewing. Um, this was actually released only less than a month ago, and for some reason it's in Iowa already, so it's very shocking. Jacob and I found this flavor <laughs> couple like a week or so ago now. Yeah, I I think I found it like within a week of its like announced release. This is crazy, which is unheard of. So this was released on September twentieth of twenty twenty one. Um, this is actually a collaboration between three black-owned brands, and then also um, some legislation. So the first brand that I think we're all very excited about uh, is Black and Bold, which is a black-owned coffee company dedicated to helping youth in need. Um, Their co-founders are Rod Johnson and, I'm not going to say this right, probably Pernell Caesar. Um, But this is a three-year-old coffee company that's based in Des Moines, Iowa. (laughs) So they contribute 5% of their profits to programs that support at-risk youth. And I found out they are actually one of the biggest black-owned coffee brands in the country, which is wild. Right in our backyard. That's crazy. I lived in Iowa from, or Des Moines for most of my life. Never even seen it. So yeah, this collaboration came out um, because they're both apparently B corporations. I'm not really sure what that is, um, but apparently it's like something to do with their mission statement. Um, and so Ben and Jerry's was looking to move further into their values in diversifying their supplier com- community and like supporting the black community. And that's when they first were connected with them. They have a whole interview on their website, but they, they spoke a lot about how um, they like how this is like a large corporation that's actually putting substance behind their plans. Second collaboration we have here is uh, Lacey Jordan's artwork, which is on the pint itself. Um, it depicts a joyful vision of true public safety. So they also did an interview with Lacey on their website that's very long um, that you can look at. Um, but basically, she's an artist who is based in L.A. and has had her art showcased around the world. Um, and she actually has a degree in criminal justice at uh, the University of Alabama. And then she was like, 
actually, I also kind of like art and design. So then she also got a degree in the arts. Damn. Nice. That's awesome. So then she had an internship with Disney, and she talked a lot about how she learned about the importance of telling of storytelling, um, and then that and she incorporated that a lot into her art. I think on the pint as well. We'll we'll go into so much for pint design. I'm so excited uh, to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, she said that she believes that her art her art isn't directly like purely rooted in activism. It's just like that quote from. Nina Simone, where it's like, it, your art should reflect the times that you're living in. She talked a lot about how her art was a voice for the voiceless and like how explaining like how they felt without having to put it into words. So then basically how she got collaborated with Ben and Jerry's is she received an email and similar to Black and Bold, she also talked about that she liked how they're a company that actually stands and follows up with their actions. Um, and she specifically said in this quote, she didn't want to be with a company that was like, hey, we've never worked with black people before and now we want to do this. Um, <laughs> and so she was just like, she hopes that other companies see this and are like, wow, we need to get our shit together, is what she said. <laughs> the main reason that this whole flavor was launched, right, um, was to support the People's Response Act. So Ben and Jerry's just recently joined the 70 plus organizations that, res- that support this. But the People's Response Act is legislation sponsored by Representative Cori Bush that focuses on a health-based and inclusive approach to public safety. Um, they invest in communities and ensure that unarmed experts, rather than police, respond to mental health and substance abuse crisis, uh, substance use crises. And they believe it will strengthen their community and save lives. So this is kind of like I feel like what has been talked about a lot recently. Just like how you're not really able to reform the police. I mean, they've been trying to reform the police for decades and it doesn't, it's not working. Um, and they're talking about how they need something to be done to change their system of policing. Because I mean, it has like origins in white supremacy and like slave patrols. Um, in American, it, policing is just very violent, racist, ineffective, and I can't say that last word, punitive? Yes, that's right, that's right. Okay, dope. So it wasn't really built to ensure it cannot guarantee the health, safety, and well-being of all Americans, which I thought was very, very, a very interesting legislation. I wasn't actually aware that this was something that was being put forth. I've just seen a lot of words about the idea of it. I don't know. Have you guys seen this? I didn't actually see this specific bill, but I, I adore Cori Bush and, and all the work that she's been doing. Yeah, no, I, I guess I didn't realize that there was a federal legislation. Yeah. But that's cool, though, that it's being addressed on a federal level. I mean, because that's kind of why these the, the communities are starting to do that, because they, they see it necessary. And if there's not going to be a federal response, you know, they'll the local communities will figure out a way to make it work. <laughs> You know, one of the one of the reasons we voted for the Biden administration is because they said that this was an important issue for them, and we haven't heard about it yet from them. Um, but but that's why uh, we're really excited to have, you know, uh, representatives like Cory Bush who are pushing for legislation and not forgetting about all of the reasons you know we were trying to push forward for that we you know all the lessons we learned in twenty twenty. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I mean, I'm really glad that this flavor is kind of um, around right now because I guess um, it's kind of to spread awareness about this. And actually on their website underneath 
the flavor, you can sign up for the Movement for Black Lives to support the People's Response Act, which I think is really cool. Um, they have a whole article about, and it, here's the article on the website that I th think people should look at, um, because there were way too many things for me to just cover in this podcast episode. Um, so the article is called, Have You Heard About the People's Response Act? Here's what you need to know. And um, there were a couple a couple points that I picked out of there um, with some statistics that I found interesting or like shocking. So that was like 25% of people killed by the police are known to have been struggling with mental health issue. Um, people experiencing a mental health crisis are 16 times more likely than the average American to be killed by the police, which is very shocking. Um, 16 times. 80% uh, of the millions of arrests that police make every year are for low-level nonviolent infractions. And, you know, it shows that, um, for one, black people are, like we've talked about, about are, are way more likely to be arrested um, than white people by the police. And there was actually a different article I read, and it was like one in every 1,000 black men can be expected to be killed by the police. And uh, that was really shocking to me. I was just like, I don't know. That's that's completely insane to me. That's a horrifying statistic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, definitely ch check out the article to, like, learn about everything that they are supporting with this flavor and this pint and, you know, everything that's important. Um, they're also talking about how this legislation is uh, helping fund grassroots organizations and working to do things like create affordable housing, fight economic injustice, and address social inequalities. Like, the bill is doing much more than just um, what we've been talking about. So, I mean, I think it's a really great bill overall. I'm definitely, like, looking more into it right now. Um, just because, I don't know, there wasn't a lot of, like, no one really told me about this. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it would be great to figure out a little bit more about how we can um, we can feel like we're a part of the movement. Yeah, you can sign on their website underneath that flavor um, to get, like, updates, I believe, and things like that. Okay, so brilliant. Uh, thank you so much for all of that excellent research. And there's a lot that we now know that we can do to help be a part of this awesome movement. But, Brillian, what is Changes Brewing, the Ben & Jerry's flavor that we're talking about today? Sure. So this is a cold brew coffee ice cream with marshmallow swirls and fudge brownies. I'm excited that it's not a chocolate with marshmallow. We're finally getting <laughs> something that is a lighter flavor with the marshmallow. Cold brew. I have never had cold brew. Have you guys had cold brew? No. Many, many times. Yes. <laughs> as, a, as a matter of fact, I had a cold brew from Starbucks today. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so on the back, it says, Change is brewing. Grab your spoon and dig into the, a flavor, boldly celebrating safety and liberation for all. It's time to divest from systems that criminalize black communities and invest in a vision of public safety that allows everyone to breathe free. Learn more about a visionary plan to reimagine public safety and take action at benjerry.com slash breathe. Is their website actually Ben Jerry? Yeah, it is. I've always thought it was Ben and Jerry's. Jeez. Okay. Uh, also, this is 320 calories per serving and 970 per container. That's right. This is... The lowest. This is the lowest Ben and Jerry's I have seen. This has less than the pistachio. It has less than pistachio. I think it has less than vanilla. What? Dang. So I'll talk really quick also about the last um, black-owned company. This, or I mean, sorry, this 
black community that this is supporting, which is, as we all know, their brownies. It, it has the brownies from Grayson Bakery, um, their longtime social yes. enterprise partners yes. since 1988. Um, I didn't realize they had a whole article on, on the Grayson um, Bakery as well. Um, I'm not going to say all of the things in the article because there's so much. But <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're they're part of the greater mission to provide jobs and training to low income residents of Yonkers, New York, um, where they have no background checks or pre-screening um, and they invest 100 percent of their profits back into the community to help support um, its parent organization, the nonprofit Grayston Foundation, which provides child care, housing, health care job training, a computer learning center, and more for low-income people in the community of Yonkers. So, I mean, they're they're affecting so many communities right here with this fight, which is super cool. All right. I think we're good. Do you want to you try to crack in? Yeah. Hello. Marshmallow Ooh. swirl. Give it a wow, smell. Wow, that smells like coffee. Oh. Yeah, That's a lot man. of coffee. Okay, so just really quickly, you can see, like, the speckles of of coffee beans that's pretty awesome that's crazy <laughs> that's that's quality right there let's get chunky Elijah. <laughs> it's like eating a coffee bean seriously like i've had chocolate covered coffee beans this is i mean this is like straight bean yeah no they they like definitely kept the essence of the cold brew flavor very strong here as always, our ranking system is based on the following five criteria. Flavor, texture, flavor balance, pint design, and then an overall score out of ten. All the others out of five. Jacob, how do you feel about the flavor of Changes Brewing? So, when this was announced, I was extremely excited about it. I mean, as we've said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of coffee. I know I've said this many times on the podcast before, but any time they add the marshmallow swirl is a win for me. Brownies and ice cream are always welcome too. And I think that was smart because coffee and chocolate, I think, are very often, um, or I guess I'll just say they go hand in hand. I really like how prominent the cold brew flavor is here. Um, and the fact that the other components of the pint aren't like overpowering honestly i mean i think this is one of my favorite ben and jerry's flavors in recent history i think they did a really good job with this one and you know it's just really cool that i think a lot of the components here as you mentioned brilliant i guess maybe not the marshmallow swirl but <laughs> but the 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 coffee they're using and then the brownies you know they're they're important to the overall story of this pint, which is also really cool. Uh, I'll give this a 4.75 out of 5. I enjoy the flavors. I thought I was going to hate them because, I don't know, coffee, ice cream just isn't, like, the best to me. But I think it actually tastes pretty decent. I don't hate it. I think it's been forever since we've had a marshmallow swirl, which is pretty great. I missed it. And the brownies, of course, are always good. I'll give it a, a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, so for not liking coffee, this is a pretty good flavor. It's a pretty good coffee <laughs> flavor. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. So back in our Netflix and Chilled flavor, I talked about how the peanut butter ice cream was so impressive that it had, like, flakes of what felt like real peanut butter in it. You know what I mean? You remember? Mm-hmm. 
this has literal bits of coffee beans in it. I mean, you can't get more quality authentic than that. Jacob, you're right. I mean, this is... The coffee flavor is not lost. It, it is a strong flavor, but the but the best part is is that it's not an artificial coffee flavor. It's literal coffee. I can't speak more highly of the combination of the marshmallow swirl and the brownies. Oh my god, it is so good yep. together. They are so good together. Yep. And if you recall, one of my concoctions of flavors did pair a brownie batter with marshmallow, so... <laughs> so this is an idea I've had before, and uh, and boy does it pay off. Marshmallow and brownie is an amazing combination, and that's kind of eventually what I start digging to get. I'm going to give it a 3.75. I think it's really strong, even though I don't love the base flavor, and I think that, if anything, that should be a testament to how good it really is, in that I hate coffee, but this is just fine with me. Okay, let's talk about the texture. A couple of interesting things happening here. What do you think, Jacob? Obviously, the brownies are always good. They add a nice kind of chewy textural element. And then the um, marshmallow swirls, just kind of a nice velvety, soft smoothness. So those work really well here. And then, as you mentioned, there's the kind of little... I guess granular bits of uh, coffee beans spread throughout, which add a, a really kind of interesting textural element that I don't think I've really experienced before in Ben and Jerry's. You know, it's just kind of spread throughout every bite. I think the one thing that I personally would like here would be maybe more of a crunch type element. As I mentioned before, you know, like chocolate covered coffee beans are obviously a very popular item. I could see that in this pint being amazing. As we said, the, the cold brew flavor here is extremely strong, so maybe that would be a bit overbearing. So that's really the only thing I think I'm looking for. Otherwise, it's it's pretty solid. Uh, we give it a 4 out of 5. I think that the texture here is actually like pretty brilliant because I was thinking about it and I was like, what does this remind me of? It reminds me of literally a cup of coffee because of the the marshmallow swirl to me is like the creamer. And then like the the fudge brownie, I don't know why, but it, I feel like because of the coffee-based ice cream, um, it tastes like the fudge brownie has absorbed some of that. I'm going to give it like a, a 4.25. I'm just kind of impressed by it. I don't, I was thinking, I mean, Jacob said he wanted some crunch. I definitely think that th there is room for that here, but I wonder to myself, do I need it? Or is that something I'm missing? And I actually am not sure. I think that the texture as it is, though, is good. I think the graininess that you get from the coffee bean is awesome. And the brownie and the marshmallow kind of work together to give it a fluffiness that, like, is really cool. Crunchy chocolate-covered coffee beans in this may have been a good idea. Um... Uh, I think it's good, though. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I think it's solid. I like the texture a lot. How do all these flavors work together? What do you think, Jacob? Like I said before, like they were just really smart with everything they picked to put in here. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, lattes that incorporate like a marshmallow into them as part of the flavor. Like I've had like a marshmallow mocha before. So like coffee, chocolate, marshmallow, it's it just all it all works together like there's there's no question about that probably again one of the better ones in uh recent history where like 
none of the components strike this out of balance. Um, so I think, I think they did a really good job here. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. I think the flavor balance is once again super good. I think it's good for other people, but for me personally, yeah, the coffee flavor is a little strong for me. Um, but I think it's okay. Like, it's not like alarming me. It's just kind of like, oh, I wish it was a little less. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a four out of five. I think they did a great job. Yeah, I, I am with you, Brillian, where I'm like, okay, well, if I had my choice, it wouldn't be a coffee base. But the fact that it is, like, I can't overlook that. You know what I mean? So I, I can't say that just because it's a coffee flavor that I don't particularly love that the flavor balance is off. Because it's not. The coffee with the marshmallow and the brownies, I mean, it's just so it, – it works together so effectively. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 I'm because I agree with Jacob. I'm not sure – what I could add in here to change it. But the reason I don't give it five is because I don't like coffee. So I don't really know, you know, I can't, I can't really tell you if another flavor would really benefit. All right, here we go. Let's do it. It's time. Let's jump out of the pint. Look at this. Look at this. Mwah. This piece of art, this, this beautiful, beautiful piece of art landscaping mural. That is this pint design. Yes, brilliant. Okay, I this is what I was going to say for the pint design part. Yes. Um, when she was talking about her vision of this, right? So this is, the art is supposed to resemble a world with true public, with what uh, true public safety would feel like. She thought about like what her friends and family would feel if they like felt less threatened and everything. And the words of that kept coming up um, were loving, joyous, happy, bold, free, carefree, and unapologetic. So that's that was kind of her inspiration going into this. What do you think, Jacob? I I don't even know where to start, dude. <laughs> this uh, I'm just going to go out and say it like I think this might be like my favorite pint design I've ever seen. This is just incredible. It's 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 honestly a work of art and like I'm very proudly going to display this on my shelf with all my other pints when I'm done with this and it's probably going to take front and center because holy crap look at this thing Lacey Jordan uh, she I guess I haven't seen her other work but what she did here is uh, pretty amazing uh, all the colors uh, I mean it, it just pops and I think they all work really well together uh, another thing I want to say too is like I don't feel like I've seen a pint like this before where the design kind of wraps all the way around the pint you know there's just so much to look at here and it, it it's so far removed from what we know of a typical ben and jerry's pint and i think that's really cool and that's what we keep saying every time we see one of these that kind of diverts from the norm we need to see more of this if you saw this in the ice cream aisle, like this is definitely going to catch your attention. And obviously supporting uh, independent artists is always a good thing too. I really like on the lid the fact that they highlight black and bold coffee. They they have a picture of one of their of their bags of coffee, which I think is really cool and giving them their fair share of the spotlight in the pint here too. It may come as no surprise, but uh, 5 out of 5 for me. This is just honestly, I agree with you, one of the best Ben & Jerry pints I've seen. Um, what I particularly like about it is I was just like thinking about her message and like this is kind of like her dream world, right? The dream, 
the dream and I feel like it really gives off that kind of feeling with all of the clouds and like the um little sparkles and everything which I really enjoy um I like that the main character I mean is painting I feel like that probably like signals back to her in some way which makes me really happy that she's just kind of living her best life and I like how dedicated they were to like this wavy theme Mm -hmm. I mean even look at the little um barcode it's got a little (laughs) wave on it like they didn't even like just keep that in there they didn't want to obstruct the the barcode that's a really cool point yeah also enjoy that they put the the brand of the coffee on the lid but I also like that they put the scoop of ice cream on the lid because I'm tired (laughs) of seeing it on the pint I like it on the lid (laughs) 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 you know like I don't know. You could just stare at this piece of art for hours. If they put this piece of ice cream on the pint, I think I would cry. And then I like specifically the font and the colors that go with it. It matches the theme very well. And I like the little coffee bean they put above the is. Everything about this is beautiful. 100% a 5 out of 5. The color palette, like you said, Brilliant, is vibrant, but it but it's also understated. There's something about it that gives you a relaxing and joyous vibe, but it's not so much so that it feels like it takes energy to look at. It's something that eases you, and I love it that about this. I also love the way that it stretches the pint and that almost like a great album cover you can look at it for a long time and find little new things while you enjoy the pint i love their creative way to stay away from the marketing quote unquote aspect like showing exactly what's all in the ice cream by putting it on the lid and letting the artwork speak for itself on the pint itself i think that was brilliant and and i love that they can show us what the ice cream looks like and where the coffee comes from i love that the binning jerry's is is a new format and that it's brown and then yeah the font color is amazing and the font itself is great i also love we haven't talked about it yet i love that she's painting the word liberation because it shows us first and foremost what this pint is going for and what it's about i mean, yeah i'm going to say it too i think this is the best binning jerry's pint that has ever been created and we've seen quite a few. This, I think, is the best. Five out of five, if it, it, you know, it could be ten out of five. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up this flavor. How do we feel about this as an overall piece of pint? <laughs> How do we feel about this flavor overall, Jacob? Nine out of ten. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I said, that this is one of my favorite flavors in recent history there's not really much i would change about it i i think like i mentioned like just maybe some more of a textural element and i don't know maybe a little more chocolate or something but otherwise like they knocked it out of the park this is this is an amazing new addition and i'm gonna be very sad to see it go this is this is like a very beautiful flavor i think we spent a lot of time just admiring it and the work it's doing I love it. The only thing I, of course, I don't love is just personal preference, right? It's just that I'm just not the biggest cold brew coffee fan. Like, that's the only reason I wouldn't be going out of my way to go and get this. But that doesn't make it any less of a good flavor to me. It's, this is a very hopeful episode, which I found very nice. So I'm going to give this a, like, a, I'm going to give this an 8.75 out of 10. 
I think hopeful episode is a great way to put it. I feel more, I feel energized at the end of this. We, we get to the end of a lot of flavors and I'm like, oh, but uh, with this one, <laughs> no, I, feel, I feel actually better, you know, after I eat it and, and talking about it and, and discussing it than, than normal flavors. And that speaks to the power that this flavor and the people behind it have. I don't love cold brew either, but how can I give it anything less than an eight? I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. And that's huge because I don't like coffee, but this, but this flavor deserves so much attention and, and as much gravitas as we can give it, because this is, this is a special flavor. And I, I too, I'm going to be really sad when this is no longer in the store shelves, pulling my eye and making me think of all the wonderful things that we're trying to do as a country that uh, we need more support to do. And, and this is, this is the reason why we love Ben and Jerry's, right? It's right here and we can hold it in our hands and appreciate it. Changes Brewing is not the only flavor we're talking about today because there's a flavor that is not around anymore. What is our in memoriam flavor today, Brilliant? Our in memoriam flavor today is coffee for a change. Um, here is the ingredients for coffee for a change. Coffee ice cream. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well That's done, it. well done. websites that I have found say that this flavor came out in 2003. This is, a, I mean, this ties into this flavor a lot. Shout out to you, Elijah, for this, is, like, ties together perfectly. It's it's another uh, politically active kind of flavor. Um, it's made with coffee extract that was certified by the Rainforest Alliance for meeting strict standards that protect workers and wildlife. This marks the first time that ice cream made with certified coffee is widely available in North America. So the coffee extract is derived from beans that were grown and harvested by La Trinidad, Trinidad, a cooperative of small-scale farmers in the foothills of Oaxaca, Mexico. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's where they got it from. The detrimental impacts of the coffee farming are significantly reduced as the soils are conserved, rivers and wildlife are protected, and workers are paid fairly and treated with respect. So the Coffee for a Change program pays a premium uh, for these coffee beans from farmers committed to sustainable farming practices. So politically active coffee flavor, except this one, just coffee. <laughs> Elijah, I want to know your thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for the sentimental and the idea of a politically active flavor that's pushing sustainability and better environmental practices while also giving less rich countries more money for their exports is is a huge plus for me, but I, I can't resurrect it. It's just it's literally just coffee. You can get that anywhere. I, I don't need the flavor back. And I would say I would like the sentiment back, but we've got it. So, I'm good. I'm good. Long story short, yeah, no, I, I don't think I need just coffee, ice cream. I mean, especially like when the Ben & Jerry's lineup is limited to however many flavors. But yeah, I, I don't think I need that uh, that in particular. You get the coffee here in this one, and 
and and more. I mean, it's a no, but I do wonder for the coffee, coffee buzz buzz is. I wonder right. if they are still made from Rainforest Alliance and like I'm not quite sure. I didn't look into that. Yeah, then it kind of like we get the best of both worlds. We don't get that flavor back. And <laughs> we <Yeah>. get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go home. Let's let's wrap it up. Uh, we've been here a long time, but uh, but there's a lot to learn about this and. Definitely we'll be providing all of the relative links in the description. Please check out all of them and figure out how you can help be a part of this growing movement for this People's Response Act legislation. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with another flavor for you. <sighs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to the Flavorcast. We want to be sure that you know that we are not official Ben & Jerry's affiliates. They don't sponsor anything we do, we just love what they do. And the thoughts and opinions that we express on this podcast are not necessarily those of Ben & Jerry's. And while we are an independently produced podcast, we still have a couple of people to thank. The first being Spencer Klaus, who was instrumental in helping this podcast get off the ground. You can listen to his work on the Hold Please podcast, and also on Quantum Paradox, where you may also hear yours truly. Also to Ryan Shelledy for his advice, support, and light legal counsel. Also, our beautiful podcast cover was designed and made by Liz Nussbaum. You should also make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under the Flavorcast, where you can find out more about what's coming up about our flavors, see our silly faces, and maybe a couple pictures of my cat Seinfeld. <laughs>